This is Richard Schwartz, your host for Lost in Transcription, where we'll be covering stories from the front lines of language, in particular, the aspects of language that are often hidden, missed, overlooked, or just not heard at all. Because sometimes, the most important part of what we say is not just the words, but actually how we structure our sentences, and how they sound when they come out of our mouths. We often do not have as much control over this as we'd like to think. Encoded in all the acoustic signals is a wealth of information that reveals a great deal about the person who is speaking. If we could all learn to listen just a little bit better, fine-tune our ears to those important signals, we could not only become better listeners, but we could also learn to better understand what's really going on beneath the surface of a person's words. So with this podcast, Lost in Transcription, we hope to help our listeners get beyond those words fine-tune their ears to all the little things, and along the way, learn new skills in what we like to call deep listening. We're very lucky to have partnered on this podcast with one of the leading companies that is focused on conducting voice research in Vibe Labs. I have with us today, sheltered at home in Pennsylvania, Beth Baldus, who is the head of listening at InVibe. She's a sociolinguist by training. She's become a great friend of mine over the last year, and I'm delighted to have her on the show today. Hello, Beth. Hi, Rich. Thanks for having me. Beth, could you tell us briefly about linguistics? What is that all about? Linguistics is a scientific study of language in relation to its form, meaning, and context. So yes, we study the structure of language, how sounds become words, and words become sentences, but there is so much more. I am focused on how language impacts society and the inverse, how society impacts language. We have so many choices in the words we use and how we say them. And that's the discourse analysis piece. What I've been trained to do is analyze what someone says and how they say it to reveal the meaning behind it, whether that's how they feel about themselves, their audience, or the topic they're speaking about, or something else entirely. And that's what I do at InVibe. I listen and interpret the choices people make with language. You mentioned InVibe, where you currently are the head of listening. How does that fit into all of this? Well, in my experience, there are a lot of companies that collect and analyze language. Maybe it's interviews or conversations, but they're not really listening or not listening deeply enough. Often, they just don't have the appropriate tools in place to collect this type of data at a large enough scale or a quick enough pace, and they typically don't have the appropriate tools in place to actually analyze anything more than content, which makes us miss so much nuance. Language and language data is tricky. And not to dwell on this, but as I just said, it's not just data collection that can be a challenge because you want to make sure you have a large amount of data collected consistently. But then you also have to be able to analyze it, and spoken language is very unstructured, and therefore it's extremely time-consuming to do that. So I'm guessing that there's machine learning and and AI and, and some sort of algorithms involved in this? Well, yes and no, and that's kind of the challenge. Um, For AI to be effective, we need to have trained the data, we need to have lots of data, and we need to know something about that data, where it came from, what kind of people were speaking, who was talking, etc. So simply capturing voice in the wild and using a machine to analyze it is very problematic. And I'm guessing that's problematic from a privacy perspective too, right? 
Exactly. And that's what the InVibe technology solves for us. It's a platform that essentially conducts structured interviews with people. Like the one we're having. Yeah, pretty much. Except you'd be speaking with a pre-recorded moderator, not a live person. And that's what allows us to collect dozens, if not hundreds, of consistently structured interviews with real people. Okay, so your platform conducts interviews and you get all those responses and stories and then what happens? So myself and a team of linguists using special proprietary software go through and essentially annotate everything, words, sentences, concepts, sentence structure, and so much more. And how they talk, if they're angry, if they're sad, if they're mad, or you know, since these are real voices, you can hear all of that, right? Um, that's where the AI kicks in. We use a trained algorithm that actually takes acoustic features of the voice, like rate of speech, breathiness, pitch, and others, and is able to correlate those signals to basic human emotions, like disgust, frustration, sadness, for example. You probably never think about what makes up a vowel sound, which is super complicated, or the mechanics of actually taking sound and making it into a word. There are hundreds of muscles and nerves involved, and these are influenced by our emotions, which make them trackable. So after I answer a question, you can tell me whether I am sad or I'm angry? In a way, yes. If we were to take your whole answer, it would most likely be comprised of many different emotional moments. So our algorithm actually breaks down the responses into small components and is able to detect shift in the energy, even in mid-sentence or the decline in confidence. And because each sound is also correlated with actual words, we can immediately see what is being discussed when someone's energy spikes or their confident wanes, for example. The acoustics reveal some things and the words reveal other things. But it's really important that we look at other factors. For example, we know a lot about the person who's talking. We know their age, their gender. Um, we often know something about their medical history. We know if they're taking medications. We might even know what news channels they like to watch. We take all of this into consideration and then we look for patterns. We compare that person to other people with similar or different characteristics so that we can start to better understand whether how they feel about something is unique to them or perhaps more commonly shared trait with others. Okay. All this background's amazing, and I think it's really going to help our listeners better appreciate what's coming up in our future episodes. So now that we've introduced you and what you do at InVibe, I thought maybe we could tee up our next episode for listeners. And I thought maybe we could start with this amazing research project that you all started back in January, and it's still running, right? I think you're alluding to our COVID-19 tracking study, and yes, we're actually now in... Um week 20 yeah week 20 all right so that's pretty amazing back in early january and i know that feels like about three years ago for most of us invibe started collecting interviews with americans about their impressions of the coronavirus correct yeah that's absolutely right rich so back in january we wanted to start a longitudinal voice tracking study because we were interested in measuring the impact of the news cycle on language and emotion. So we were actually tracking news stories in various media outlets along with the interviews. We had no idea what was about to happen next. When Beth told me about this, I was blown away because you guys started tracking when there were no cases at all of coronavirus in the U.S. Well, when we had the idea, there were none. Uh, we launched in the third week of January and there were two cases, I think, by then. But I'm not sure anyone was paying much attention. At that time, the story was really about a Chinese virus 
something that was happening over there, not here. So it's a perfect transition for us, Beth, because the whole idea of them and, and there, I remember you telling me about it was really fascinating, especially about how you could measure that in people's language. Great memory. So yeah, we were able to measure the emotional distancing that was taking place. And it is fascinating to hear how this has evolved over time and is still evolving. And there are so many learnings that we can apply to other areas, such as people diagnosed with chronic conditions, um, among other things. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there because you just said emotional distancing, not social distancing like we're all supposed to be doing. Well, Beth, I've got some big news for you. I have been listening secretly to hours of Voices of the Virus, and guess what? Emotional distancing is going to be our next topic for our next podcast. What do you think? I love it. Sounds like a great plan. Well, there you go, everyone. Our next episode is going to be all about emotional distancing, how we can measure that in language, and why it's so important in all aspects of life. Most interestingly, you're not going to just hear from me or Beth. We have hundreds of hours of recordings. We're not going to play them all, but you're going to hear the actual voices of the virus. And these are from people across all walks of life in this great but currently pretty crazy country of ours. And now I want to thank everyone so much for joining us in this inaugural podcast of Lost in Transcription. In particular, Beth, I want to thank you. And I want to thank all the folks back at InVibe Labs who are supporting us and who are going to be providing so much wonderful material for our future podcast. Trust me, it is really fascinating. You're not going to want to miss it. Beth, I miss you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me. And can't wait to chat again soon. This is your host, Richard Schwartz, signing out. You can find this podcast at www.invibe.fm. If you liked it, please tell a friend. If you didn't, or you have some suggestions, we're always ready to listen. Thank you so much. Please have a great day. Please stay safe. And hey, maybe take a moment to really listen. Listen.